I'm just saying, welcome to the broadcast, all right? Look, this is going to be one of those shows, maybe for the ages, because what we're going to do, I'm going to say it right now, the, the, there is greatness in the church. I'm tired of people tearing down the church, talking yeah. about the church, ripping up the church. The church, the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. And I, I tell you what, there's nobody better that I can ask to be on a program with me, to help tag team with me, to explain to you how great the church is is then Bishop Larry Ragland, Birmingham, Alabama, Solid Rock Church. So when we come back, we're going to find out, we're going to, you're going to find out how great the church is. All right, folks, all right, there's greatness in the church. I promise you there is. And Bishop Larry Ragland's going to confirm it for me. Come on. Yes, sir. <laughs> how you yes, doing, sir. Bishop? I'm blessed, Pastor. Man, I mean, you've been pastor now for what? Um, over 30, 30 years. years. 28 years at this church. All right. But over 30 years in pastor. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Birmingham is your spiritual territory, yes. I would say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my home. And the people there. Yes. And you're a big Alabama fan, by the way. Come on, roll time. Hey, I like Notre Dame. Hey, I love y'all. Yeah, come roll on, time. Irish hanging Sorry. there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let me just say to you. Don't turn uh, us off now, please. <laughs> uh, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, I thought about this. Every empire, mm. the Incas, the Aztecs, Come on. the Romans, yes. the Babylonians, yes. right on down the line, yep. Grecian, yep. they've all fallen. They've all come and gone. Every institution that's ever been established by man yep. has fallen. Yep. But and, one. But one. And it ain't ever going to fall. No. Because it was God's idea. Amen. And you know, there's a movement now, Pastor, you see it all the time, people railing against the church. And it's not the, the, the lost that's railing against the church, it's church folks that's railing there against the church. And, and you know, I want you to know that I know there's no perfect church. We all know that. You know, I tell our folks all the time, if you find the perfect church, don't go because you're going to mess it up as soon as you get there. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, but there is no perfect church. Right. But the church was God's idea. Right. God created the church. He created us gathering together for a purpose. Do we need to gather together? We absolutely need to gather together. There is obviously in this moment in time, people are trying to question that. Yeah. And I thank God for technology. I thank God for what we're doing right now, television. People absolutely. are able to hear the gospel. We praise the Lord for that. But nothing can replace the gathering of the saints together. There's just something about it. And, and of course, it was happening in that day. Because, you know, in Hebrews chapter 10, you know, the writer yeah. of Hebrews said, hey, don't do like some are. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together but, as the manner of some is, but even, even the, the more so. so. As you see that they approach and you know right now, your viewers and people that are watching uh, this channel and people that are looking on YouTube and everything, they know we're in that day. We're in the last yeah. day. So we need the church right now. And the, quite frankly, the church needs you and me. That's huge. Bigger than we've ever needed it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I know that we're in the last days. Yeah. I know that there are signs pointing that all around us. But what we tend to forget, me and you were talking about this the other night, is while we see the, the, the promised great falling away, yes. we see the earthquakes in divers places, the birth pains that are happening. What we forget is it also says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's right. So there is a revival that is happening. Amen. There is a remnant within the church. Hey, come the on. greatness that was put there in the image of God, it's His idea is rising up. Amen. There is a remnant alive, and the church is relevant, and it is essential. Hello, I want to say essential. it. Say the it. church is it. essential. It's essential. Yes. Matter of fact, it, without the church, there would be no hope. There'd be no house of refuge. There'd be no place for Come people on. to gather. Come on. And where hope can be restored, people be saved, healed. Uh, it's just incredible. And when you think about this, the, the early church, 
On the day of Pentecost, 120 approximately was in the upper room, they say, and the power of God fell, and that's really the birthing of the New Testament church. Yeah. And they went, and if you just read the book of Acts, yeah. Bishop, they went from house to house breaking yeah. bread and prayer yeah. and yeah. supplication. Yeah. The church was yes. united. The yes. church yes. had fellowship. The yeah. church was yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. But it had a lot of persecution as had well. A lot, had a lot of persecution. And, you know, as we've been talking throughout this series about my book, uh, yep. The Greatness in You, and yep. how it is those five words changed my life that my wife spoke into my life, but then also set me into a motion that I had a lot of more stuff I had to go through to be able to see the reality of that. Uh, but I thank God for that. Yes. The church itself has gone through so much. Oh. There has been great highs, tremendous lows. Yes. Uh, and it's like you said, it's survived empires. It's survived attacks, wars. There have been people within the church that have done great things. There's people within the church that's done horrible things. Right. And so the whole church gets lumped into that, and into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. And, you know, rightfully so. It is what it is. But the church itself, I mean, I look through Scripture, I find, I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know, you look through the Scriptures and you'll find many places where they gathered, they were commanded to gather. Great things happened when Absolutely. people came together. Absolutely. You'll never find a commandment that says don't gather. No. You'll never find one to say you'll have, you know, other than your, your personal walk with God, getting along with God and all that. Right. But even when you get along with God, you're... You've got to get along with one another. you you got to get along with one another. And, and did he not say where two or three are, that's where I'm at. That's now, we at. know he's everywhere. Right. So, we, he, he's, if it's just one, he's there. But when he gets two and three together, he is there in the midst of them. He's trying to say, there is another level of agreement. Amen. There's another level of faith that is released right. when you get with someone else and operate as the church. Yes. There's greatness in the church. And it's a give and take. It's a unity. You know, the, the Bible tells us how precious, how pleasant it is mm. for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes, yes. It's as powerful. It's, yes. as, it's as precious as the ointment, the yeah, anointing yeah, oil yeah, yeah. Come on. on the high priest Aaron on him all the way through his beard down to his priestly skirts of his garment. Yeah, in yeah. other words, there is no stronger anointing than unity in the church. Absolutely. We got to quit fighting. Yep. And we got to keep seeing the greatness. There's greatness. I, I, let, let's, let's talk about this. I remember as a boy hearing the old the saints of God praying. Mm, come on. Okay, yeah, my mama, yeah, nobody yeah. prays like my mom. I'm, ooh, ooh, she'll yeah, bring on. heaven down on you and hell. Yeah, whichever yeah, one you need. You. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got yeah, you. Whichever one you need. Yeah. And, and so, but these saints of God, they understood what it meant to travail. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Travailing. Oh, we have lost that. We have (laughs) lost it so much. The praying grandmas have changed the world. I mean, some of the greatest preachers in the world that that led millions to Christ were preachers because of the praying mamas and the praying grandmas. You know, what happens in secret, God said, I'll reward you openly. So we just thank God for those that, that nobody knows their names, but they're praying, they're seeking God. What are they praying? They're praying for God to send revival. Yes. Where does revival come? It comes through the church. Amen. The church is, church is the birthing mechanism that sends the preachers, Amen. that sends the equippers, that, that is, is the one that is funding the planting the churches all over the world. You know, I'll say this. I believe there's greatness in the church. I believe there's greatness in our nation. I believe there's greatness Amen. in America. Amen. Because America is still in all of our troubles and all of our problems. We're still the number one supporter of missions. Yes, we we're are. We're still the number one church planner in the world. God, through His idea of church, created a nation and all nations to give Him glory. Amen. And as the, the less and less we meet together, 
I believe the less and less we begin to be as powerful as we used to be. In right. God. But God is calling us back to the church. Yes, He is. There is a group of people now that wasn't even going to church that they want the real thing. They want it. They don't want to church They're hungering. They're thirsting. They're, they they yes. got to have the real thing. Yes. Don't play games with me. Yeah. Tell me how it is. Yes. And I believe that repentance that uh, down just good old fashioned, get right with God on, on the altar. Come on. And people getting born again, getting mm. restored to God, and yeah. the Holy Ghost of God moving again. Yeah. It has to to bring revival. You know, I'm seeing churches, and it's sad to say, they took the altar out. I know. They're putting it back. Thank you. I'm seeing churches bringing the altar back. Thank I'm you. I'm seeing churches bringing prayer time back because they're realizing. That is not what the church was supposed to be. The church is supposed to be a hospital. The church is supposed to be a place where we come and we receive our physical healing, our emotional healing, our, our mental healing. But we've lost something along the way. Yeah. But God's never forsaken His bride. No. He's always had the, That's where He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yep. Well, you think about it. You know, even Elijah thought he was the last prophet. Yeah, he did. He oh, sure did. Oh, Lord, you know, yeah. I'm the last one yeah, left. Yeah, and the yeah. God said, let me just remind you of something. There's 7,000 have never bowed their knee to Baal. Yes, right. I believe some of the prophets are hiding in the cave right yeah, now. Yeah, And it's time to get out of the cave. Yeah. And yeah. start prophesying, start yeah. preaching, start yeah. laying hands on the yeah. stick. And yeah. really, just get back to basics. Yeah. Get back on fire with Amen. God. Amen. I believe right now is this is the move of the local church. We, we thank God for the move where we had the big coliseums and the preachers were being used by God and right, thousands right. were coming. Have no problem with that. Don't say, I'm not saying they won't ever happen again. But God is calling the local church Amen. to stand up. Amen. The local church to stand against the attacks that's coming on this nation, against our families, against our marriages. It is in the local church where we know people, we love people, mm. we, we get down where they're at. Mm -hmm. You can't, I mean, when you're- You can't hide in the you, local church. You, Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it is a family. Yes. And what we're really talking about is, you know, what, what you're watching right now is, is wonderful. It's amazing that through technology, you're able to hear the word being preached right now through your screen. But there's nothing like a, a shaking hand. Amen. There's nothing like no. a good to see you, brother. No. I've been praying for you. That's what we need, Pastor. Yes. That's where we, what's we've been missing. The church reputation has taken a hit. But I'm going to tell you, God ain't through with the church. No. He ain't through with Every it. Every time that you think that the, the gates of hell are going to prevail against the church, every time you think the devil is going to put an end to us, and, I, and I'm going to say sometimes, sometimes governments of the world, have, how many times have the governments of the world persecuted the church, yeah. persecuted the Christians? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going on right now right all over now, the world. all over the world. They're not going to win. I don't care how much they fight us. Mm -mm. We're going to win because we're on the winning side. And the church was purchased yes. by the blood of mm. the Lamb. Mm. My God. It isn't something God yeah. just yeah. thought up would be. It's, well, think about this. It, it was very, very intentional for Jesus to tell that group get, to go and tarry in Jerusalem until yes. they receive the promise of the Father. He knew it was a group of people. If he did not intend for it to be launched as a gathering of believers, he would have said, everybody go back to your homes, get your prayer cloths and put it over your head and pray, and I'm going to send the gift to each one of you in your home. He can do that. He could. He could have done it, and he still does that. Yeah. But he was specific and said, when I send the gift of the church, I'm going to show you the model. Yeah. I want people in oh, unity, I like that. and I want people to gather together, and that's where I'm going I'm to start show you the, the model. model. I'm going to show you the model of the church. So I want you all to, in, to tarry in Jerusalem, 
and wait till you be endued with power on high. We need to start tarrying again. Come folks. on. We got we to get to where wait on the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and He'll renew our strength. And think about this too, Pastor. They were in that room. The church started. You talk about the model. Here's the model. Here's the model. They were in that room only for a few hours. Yeah. And long. then they were on the streets taking what they got. So, what does he say in Ephesians? The fivefold ministry, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, yes. and teachers are for the equipping of the saints yes. for the work of the ministry. So, we see the Holy Ghost fell. Those 120 began to speak in other tongues. The yep. fire of God fell. Yep. And quite frankly, if it had been a church right nowadays, oh, we'd have made a revival out of it. It would become known as the Lafayette Revival. Yeah, people, right, right, people right. would have flown in from all over the world to stand right, in line to right. get up there in the upper room. But, but, but those who are up there understood this ain't about us. So they received it, they were equipped, they were empowered, and then they said, let's go find somebody to help. And yeah. that's when they found the man with the gate called Beautiful saying, silver and gold have I none, <laughs> but such as I have, get, rise and walk. So the church come together, yep. they was endued with power, they was equipped, and then they were sent out. Amen. That's what we've missed, but I believe that's coming back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about it's the Great Commission, folks, not the Great Suggestion. Hey. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right, folks. All right. Are you getting fired up right now? I mean, you ought to be getting fired up right now. Folks, uh, with us, Bishop Larry Raglan from Solid Rock Church, great church in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. You're the author of uh, a book that I know the viewers are going to be stirred to their soul. I see greatness in you. Mm. Is, is, well, what, how long did it take you to write the book? Uh, 20 years in the making uh, of putting, the, getting the guts to do it in probably about six months. And I had to get away. It was so difficult to write that I could not write it in my home or even my office. I had to go to a hotel room by mm -hmm. myself because I would write for about an hour and I would relive the things that I had to go through that was so painful, and I would just break apart. I had to get away from the computer, walk around the room, fall on my face, cry, lay on the bed, beat the bed, I mean, just scream, then go sit back down. I literally had to war back through because some of the things that I had to go back through in writing that book, I had not thought about, and I had shelved yeah. for 20 and 30 years. Yeah. But when you go back and you start peeling that onion again, a lot of times you relive it. Yeah. So I had to, it was a tough book to write. It was, when I got through, I felt like a thousand pounds had been lifted off of me. So folks, those of you, maybe you missed the last three weeks, but I'll tell you something right now. You, you can get the book, I See Greatness in You. And if you do, you will find out that God has seen awesome greatness in every one of us certainly in you and every one of us. And uh, this book will inspire you. It's a absolute tear-jerking, uh, page-turning, life-changing uh, writing. Praise God. So anyway, the, the, uh, we're talk, let's talk about the church. Let's okay. talk about your church. Okay. Okay. Right. You're, okay. you're responsible for okay. Solid Rock. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, I've been there. I like it. Tell us what's going on with, the, with over there. Solid Rock Church. Uh, my wife and I founded that church a little over 27 years ago. Uh, been the only pastor there. Uh, we're in our fifth building now. We've been circling around right there in the Birmingham area. And uh, God has blessed us. Uh, we have gone through many building programs. We've seen unbelievable miracles after miracles. We deal, detail many of those miracles in the book. That's just mind-boggling to think if we didn't live them, we wouldn't even believe them, that, that kind of uh, miracles. 
Uh, but here we are now after all these years, God has blessed us to be in a beautiful facility there and great group of people that just love God. And, you know, every year we have that Elevate Conference we're yes. talking about. Yep. This year we've got uh, Bishop Clint Brown. Oh. Most people know Clint Brown. Oh. With a prolific they know him as a singer, but man, that guy can preach. Tell him, Pastor. He's one of the greatest preachers in America. I, I'm serious. He's about literally him. one of the greatest preachers in America. And, and, of course, he's well known for many of the worship songs that many of you have sang most of your life. Uh, so, but he's my bishop, yep. uh, and he will be there that Wednesday night. And then that Thursday night, one of the strongest voices that's speaking in this moment is Pastor Miles Rutherford from Worship with Wonders Church in Maryland, wow. Georgia. He'll be there. And then Friday night, Bishop has now got a group called Southbound that is a Southern Gospel group that is powerful. They will be ministering. His was, this are his words. We ain't doing no concert. We have an old-fashioned camp meeting. Oh. And we're going to have camp meeting that night. And then we're going to give everybody a break on Saturday. And then we're coming back for the main event no. when Pastor no. Paul Begley will be with us <laughs> on that Sunday morning. No, no. Yes. The main event is that to keep the main event the, the main, main event. event. Okay, Come on, okay. that's good. Yes, but sir. But anyway, yes, sir. let me ask, let me, you know, we're talking about Clint Brown again and, and the fact that his music's been inspired. Some of you may remember him as the praise and worship leader at Rod Parsley Church in, yes. in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yes. And now he's a uh, pastor in a great church over there in Orlando, Florida. Yes. But uh, what's so neat about him is, and, and this is why I say this, come to this, this, yes. this uh, uh, Elevate Conference. Come to this event. Come Wednesday. Let him sing and worship and preach for you. Yes. It will change your life. Unbelievable. And then on Friday, yeah. southbound. So he goes old school on us. Yeah, yeah. And starts a southern gospel group yeah, yeah. called Southbound. And they're already got songs rising in the charts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Already. He puts that Cajun flair yeah. to a southern gospel sound. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit of country. It's a little bit of southern gospel, a little bit of Cajun, a little bit of blues, and a little bit of rock, and a whole lot of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, But... Uh, uh, it's going to be great. And, and so Solid Rock Church is in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, we'd and love to see everybody. I tell you, and uh, I look forward to I just I like it because I, I like getting in there where the power of God moves. Yeah. Big auditorium. It's a huge place, folks. Plenty of room for everybody. And I'll tell you something now. On Sunday, whatever the Lord gives us, I'm sure to be good. I always say that. Yeah. It's yeah. always good. Yes, sir. But it's a great place to stand in that pulpit there and feel the power of God there. Yeah. God is still moving in the local church, Pastor. Amen. And, and I'm like you. I love to go places where maybe I'm preaching. Maybe A lot of times, maybe I'm not preaching. I just want to be in the presence of God's people. And when God's people praise God, it's so refreshing. Amen. And that's that's what we, we pray and we hope for Solid Rock Church, that it will be an atmosphere that is always refreshing. Amen. That you always leave renewed new, re refilled, equipped for, to be the church because the world needs the church to be the church. Amen. I said to other day at our church, will the real church please stand out? Hello. And Amen. I'm telling you, I believe the real church. They See, the, the, the devil thought he destroyed the, the, the church. Yeah. But what he really did was wake the sleeping giant. That's what he did. I'm telling you, the when they church. Told, when he said we weren't essential. Come on. You know, my daddy, who's pa uh, pastoring, right? He's still pastoring right now at Community Gospel wow. Baptist Church. And he's, he has always said that the local church is essential, mm. that it's not just only that. It, it, without it, communities really couldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a, they're the cornerstone. Yeah. The church is really the cornerstone. Yes, yes. Not the courthouse. Right. The church. Yeah. Oh, there was a day there in any community, you'd just say, hey, meet me down there at the church. At the church. Well, everybody knew where the church was. Turn it to church. The church was a landmark. When your daughters got married, where they, where you go? Church. When your fathers need to be buried, where you go? Church. Why? Because it's sacred. 
it's divine. It's the connection with God. Yes. We recognize that here in this country. Yes. This is why this is the greatest country in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the greatness of the Lord and the fact that America was founded upon the Word of God. Yes, yes. And, we, and we're standing there. And our forefathers, they understood this. Yes, they did. I mean, yes. you told me a great story about Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Share that just a moment. Well, I went to Monticello, yeah. uh, which was his home, which yeah. if you ever get a chance to go, it's the most incredible thing you'll ever see. And uh, so we go through the Monticello and, and we talk to the person that works there. And we say, I said to them, look, I've always been, been told that Thomas Jefferson was a deist, didn't really believe in Jesus. She said to me, she goes, that's the biggest lie that's ever been told. She said one of the biggest lies that's ever been told about our founding fathers is that they didn't really believe in Jesus. His whole house, Pastor, is filled with paintings of biblical scenes all through Thomas Jefferson's house. She said there's a little white church down at the bottom of the hill. He was there almost every weekend when he could. He was in the church. So did he believe exactly everything we believe? Probably not. But he was in the local church. He had a Bible all through his house. He had it opened up to the red letters of Jesus. He said, I want to read what Jesus said. He had pictures of everything that you'd ever see in the Gospels all over his walls. So you can believe what you want to believe, but our founding fathers did have a core within them that they felt like they had a mandate from God. That's right. And think about this. God chose Thomas Jefferson to write the, the Constitution. Yes. He chose him. Yes. So he, God would not have chosen a man who did not have faith in him. Yeah. Was he perfect? No. 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 Are you me? No, no. No. Did they do things that we don't agree with? No. Of course they did. Sure. Of course they did. Uh, but the reality is this. God had his hand on this nation. He still has his hand on this nation. And I say, you know, Jesus said, work while it's day. That's the right. night comes when no man can work. So we are still here. The church is still here. America is still here. And as long as we are here, as long as we are breathing, we have got a mandate from God. And I, ain't it cool? We're talking about greatest. We're yes. always talking about greatest. Yeah. Ain't it cool that our command by God, our commission by God, not a suggestion, as you said That's earlier. That's right. That's right. It's called the Great, great. Oh, Commission. Great Commission. Because it's, 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 it's awesome. Yes. Okay. Missionaries. Yes. Television shows, yes. the internet, local churches, revivals, tent revivals, whatever. But going into all the world. Come on. That's the Great Commission. Yes. And you know, we've got great missionaries out there. Yes, Risking absolutely. Risking their life. Absolutely. Dying out there. Yes. But the gospel is getting out. I know you've been on several mission trips. Yes. I have too. And yes. There's no question when, you, when you're out there, you yeah. see the power of God. Yes. And I think God's counting on the American church to get the job done. Yep. Because we, we've been blessed. Yeah. If yeah. we don't do something with what he's given us, he's going to hold us accountable. And you know what I think? I think that uh, the American church, we have told the stories, we have read the books, we have gone on mission trips, and we have seen the miracles in other countries. We have heard the stories of the old tent revival days. Yes. The old healing movements. Yes. And, and they're good stories, sermon stories now. Yes. But I believe the church is rising up now, and the sons and the daughters prophesying, and the young men seeing visions, I, and the old men dreaming dreams. I believe there's an outcry for pastors. We are tired of hearing you tell stories of things that happened to you when you were 10 years old and now you're 60. We want to see the miracles happening now. We want to see revival in the local church now. So I, I, I pastor, I, I lead a network. Uh, we have a network called Ambassadors Network that I'm the founder and director of. So we're connected with pastors all over. And I can see there is a hunger. Many pastors who, who have just sort of watered down their church for years are sick of it. Yeah. They're ready for, they're coming to us and say, what do we need to do to bring the fire and the power see, of God that's, that's back that's to the, the local greatness. church? That's the greatness, and that's what's going to bring the great revival of the last days. Yep. Folks, when we come back, Bishop Larry Ragland will be with us. We'll tell you more.
I'm promising you there's more, and it's prophetically being inspired. God bless. There's greatness in the church. There's greatness in you. And the book, I See Greatness in You, written by Bishop Larry Ragland, available now everywhere. LarryRagland.com, LarryRagland.com. Yeah, Larry, they can go to LarryRagland.com. They want to know more about our church and our upcoming Elevate Conference. They can go to SolidRockChurch.com. Uh, and, of course, we have all of our services there if anybody wants to watch our services. And uh, get ready for that big conference because I'm telling you, I really believe it's worth a flight. It's worth a drive. Amen. We have hotels uh, just within a 10-minute drive distance of the church. So we have the ability for you guys to come from anywhere that you're watching this to be a part of an, of an annual conference uh, that will truly change your life. I mean, Pastor, you this is, I believe, your third? Is this your will be th my third, 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 third in a row. Third, third in a row, row. Yeah. that you've been here. And it's a place where you and uh, Miss Heidi come and refreshed and Amen. renewed. And, of course, that... Sunday afterwards, we're yeah. not going to have Pastor Paul, Be Paul Begley at Solid Rock Church and not put him to, put him to work and <laughs> well, let him preach for us. So he'll be preaching that Sunday it, it's, too. I look forward to it, and yes. I'll tell you that right now. It seats a thousand people, folks. So there's plenty of room, and you you should plan. This is October 13th through the 17th. Yes. You should plan on driving in from. Uh, come on now, in, everybody in Alabama. And what about Tennessee, yeah. Georgia, yep. Mississippi, Arkansas? Yes. The South, Florida, come on. You know, uh, Louisiana, everybody, let's get in there and make this a priority. Yes. I'm going to say that. Make this yes. a priority. Yes. Because if I wouldn't say that if I didn't know God was going to be showing up there, I mean that. Well, Pastor, you were coming whether you was preaching or not. I did. Yeah, because I you love planned. this conference. I'm just coming. You were coming because y'all love this conference. Absolutely. So, so that to me, that, that blesses me and it blesses the Lord uh, that it is an exciting time. It is a time where we see renewal happen. Amen. Yes. Greatness in the church, great revival coming. And I believe, those of you who are watching, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, I really want to say to you, God loves you. Yes. He gave His Son for you. And if you accept your sin, accept it, we're all sinners, okay? And if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for your sins and mine and that He rose from the dead, and if you're willing to confess it to Him and to the world that you're becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, you can be saved today. Yes. Bishop, Woo. it's been an honor. Man. These last the four honor weeks. The honor is mine. Honor. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Thank brother. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. I'm serious. Mm. Let's, let's, let's have a revival. Yes. See you next week.